Welcome to our first episode of Checked or Wrecked. I am your host, Gabe, with my two co-hosts, Riley and Audie. Welcome to the bullpen about the offseason and who is likely to succeed in their new situations. Here goes our first question. Which team won the offseason? Riley, we're going to start with you. All right. For me, I think the Miami Dolphins are the clear winners of the offseason. When you get a franchise quarterback like Tua Tua Viola and you fill a lot of other needs, I feel like you win the offseason. Jordan Howard was a very underrated pickup. I liked what he did in Chicago and what he did in Philadelphia last year before getting hurt. I really like other selections that they made, like Noah Ahinigbo from Auburn and other players that they also picked up. Byron Jones, they did reach a little bit money-wise on Byron Jones. They did pay him a lot of money. But adding to a terrific secondary along with Aqib Tlaib and uh, uh, Raekwon Davis, I like those pickups. Kyle Van Noy, another really underrated pickup for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Fixing the offensive line with Eric Flowers and Austin Johnson was a really big underrated move. They brought in a couple young pass rushers, Shaq Lawson, Emmanuel Ogba. Uh, I think they clearly won the offseason. They had the best draft. They had the deepest draft, I think. And they also picked up a lot of underrated offseason players, like I mentioned with Van Noy and Eric Flowers. For me, you know, I'm going to have to – I like that opinion, Riley, because for me, it's going to go for Tua. Tua's not my number one prospect out of college. He should have been the number one pick overall in an NFL draft. So. I, uh, I like that opinion. But for me, it's, it's got to be the Buffalo Bills. They went 10-6 and six last season, losing a wild card, you know, by three points to the Texans. But, so I have them going 12-4 and four this year with um, the pickups in the first round of A.J. Espinenza, who the Buffalo Bills had the 21st worst uh, defensive line giving up yards to running backs. So that's a big time. They were 16th in sacks last year. They added, you know, Vernon Butler, who had six sacks last year. Mario Addison, who had 9.5 sacks last year, who would have been the tie for the Buffalo Bills team lead in sacks. Um, All next to Ed Oliver, who just got arrested last night for a DWI (laughs) and possession of weapons. So we'll see, you know, how that goes. They finally got their number one wide receiver in Stephon Diggs. Um, on the other side of them, John Brown, 1,000-yard season, got Cole Beasley in the slot. So they're going to be a nasty wide receiver core right there. Devin Singletary. So Devin Singletary is one of the most interesting running backs in the NFL for me because he had the least amount of carries for a starting running back in the NFL 151 times. Then they draft Zach Moss in the second round from Utah, who currently holds five school records for them. He r- rushed for 1,500 yards. He's 5'9", 223 pounds. He's a little bruiser. So watch out for him. And then, obviously, Josh Allen, my favorite pick of the NFL draft for the Buffalo Bills, Jacob Fromm, fifth round. Everybody forgets about Jacob Fromm, okay? You got to understand, he comes from Georgia, but you got to remember, he, true freshman, started in the middle of the year, and he hasn't left that spot. When you have DeAndre Swift, Sony Michelle at running back, they're going to run the ball. You know, you're not going to get, you're not going to throw the ball. He didn't get an opportunity to throw the ball. So everybody talks about Joe, Joe Burrow, this Joe Burrow, that Joe Brady, Joe Brady. And I see Tom Brady and Jacob Fromm. give him a couple years in the system. He's not going to start over Josh Allen. I'm not saying that whatsoever, but I really like where his head's at. So then you got their secondary who, what was, which was the fifth best in the NFL. So you can't deny that you got, Tredavious White, lockdown corner at their number one. 
They signed Josh Norman. Yeah, he might be a little old, washed up, but he's a good number two. I think this is going to be a bounce back year for Norman. And then Dane Jackson, seventh round, last pick of the draft from Pitt, two-sport athlete. Um, big time name. I love two sport athletes. Um, so I think the athleticism's there. It's just, I don't know if he'll start right away, but they solidified that secondary even more. And then they, on top of that, they got returning five offensive linemen. And that's big time with signing three veteran um, offensive linemen that have been in the NFL for five years. So for me, the upside's there. I have the Buffalo Bills making a Super Bowl run this year. Wow. All right. Well, my pick was the Buccaneers. And for obvious reasons, I mean, Tampa Bay picked up one of the most elite quarterbacks in the NFL, Tom Brady. And you got to look at Tom, you got to look at the weapons Tom Brady has had in the past to the weapons he has now. I mean, he has Mike Evans having last year having 1,157 yards. You have Chris Godwin, 130 or 1,333 yards. You have two wide receivers that got over a thousand yards. He has, he's had plenty of weapons. The only thing that they need to look for this year is they need to get, they need to solidify their run game because I mean, they had Ronald Jones who only had a little over 720 yards, but I mean, you got to look at who they got in the draft. They got Tristan Wirfs, one of the fastest linemen I've ever seen. I mean, I compared Tristan Wirfs to Larry Allen. The, that guy was not only 300 plus pounds, but he could run a sub four, eight 40 yard dash. And you also have to look, I mean, you know, Jameis Winston threw for over 5,109 yards, but at the same time he went 30 for 30 touchdowns, interceptions. But when you give Tom Brady weapons and you give him time, he can be an elite and killer. He could kill your defense. I mean, and I think, not only that, he's a good veteran quarterback that can help improve the locker room. I mean, one of the first things when Tom Brady got signed by the Buccaneers is he said, I want every single guy's phone number in that locker room. Like, I don't care if they're not a starter. I don't care if they are a starter. I want their phone numbers. And so he's trying to build that connection early and earn the respect as if he is a rookie coming in to a new team. And so I can really appreciate, you know, someone with Tom Brady's experience coming in and saying like, coming to a guy that, you know, doesn't play and say like, Hey, like you could have a chance and help improve that locker room. Because I think more importantly than having weapons is having chemistry. You could have a loaded offense. You could have a loaded defense, but if you have no chemistry, if you, if you can't read someone's mind on your team and know what they're going to do without them telling you, then you're not going to have as a successful team as you could. And I think that's where a lot of people go over that is team chemistry is just so important. And I think, I think Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are going to have a breakout year and have, in, including Gronk. I know you guys say that Gronkowski is super overhyped, but I don't think Gronk is going to have as many snaps as he did as a Patriots because, you know, Gronk was like the only main weapon on the Patriots for a long time. I mean, they still, for right now, have OJ Howard, they have Cameron Bray, and they have Gronk. So going, going off of the Tampa Bay thing, I think Tampa Bay's probably one of the biggest busts um of the year coming up that I have I think that Gronk should have stayed in Wrestlemania I think <laughs> Brady probably should have retired and I can't wait for the bell check Brady who who's better who's this who's that um Brady's going somewhere with you know Bruce Arians Todd Bowles they're trying to create a culture I love Todd Bowles by the way he's my favorite defensive coordinator in the NFL 
Um, but he's going somewhere where he's going to be in a situation where everything's on his shoulders. He's never been there. Everything's always been on Belichick's shoulders. I think he's old. I think he has a whiff arm. Everybody talks about Chris Godwin. You say they're going to have breakout years. They already had breakout years. They're, they're already good. Mike Evans, elite. Chris Godwin had a breakout year last year. And I would take him in a fantasy draft this year before Mike Evans. You know, you see, you see Gronk. You see Gronk, and he's not going to touch the field. He's not going to stay healthy. He's not in football shape. He's not what Gronk used to be. He wasn't even Gronk towards the end of his career in New England. So, but he's had time to, to recover. Yeah, he's had time to recover because he hasn't played football <laughs> in <Yeah>. a year. <laughs> yeah, I would have time to recover too. <laughs> so you got to understand that, that he's not in football shape. I don't think Bronk, Gronk will make it through the season. I don't think Brady will make it through the season. They don't have a backup quarterback. They should have re-signed Jameis Winston because Jameis Winston is I, – I think he could be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I just think that he had a horrible offensive line. You add Tristan Wirfs, what about the other holes? You know, it doesn't matter. So they have a lot of holes still for me on offense. I think their defense is probably a top 12, top 13 defense in the NFL. I think it will help them win some games. Um, but for me, Tampa Bay, it's not there. It's, it's not going to happen this year. Um, and I can't wait for the end of the Brady era. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll talk about Buffalo first before I go into New England. Um, Buffalo, I think, has been severely overhyped. They've been one of the teams where everyone's like, yes. that they've won the offseason. They did such a good job because of Stephon Diggs giving up all those draft picks, which is worth <laughs> it because Josh Allen does need a number one receiver. John Brown's always been underrated, but he's a number two receiver. Mm-hmm. But in the essence of that, the defensive line is really the only thing I think they got upgraded. Adding A.J. Espinosa was big. Quinton Jefferson, uh, Vernon Butler, Mario Addison, those are all excellent pickups. The defensive line will get better. The problem is their linebacking core is very, very thin. It's Matt Milano and everybody else. Offensive line was not upgraded. They had their same five guys coming back, but that offensive line isn't great. That's why Devin Singletary didn't touch the ball that much because they don't have a great offensive line. At receiver, I like Stephon Diggs. I don't think he actually moves the needle that much. I don't think do you, do you think he's going to be a thousand yard receiver though? I think he'll go a thousand yards, but that'll decrease John Brown's numbers. And John Brown is important to that team. I don't think John Brown will have a big enough impact because of Stefan Diggs. Yeah. I think Buffalo still wins the division because they're the most talented team, but I can't say definitively that they're even better than they were last year. Okay. And then going with Tampa, I, I totally agree with a lot of what Audie is saying because I think Tom Brady has a lot left in the tank to go for another year, and the culture change is huge. You can't underestimate what the culture changes in Tampa with Tom Brady. And Bruce Arians is not a, as good of a coach as Bill Belichick, even close, but it's not a huge catastrophic difference. Uh, Todd Bowles is an excellent defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. but they have a terrible secondary. They need to really fix that secondary before the year starts. I'm a big fan of Antoine Winfield, uh, junior out of the University of Minnesota but they really have a terrible secondary. Every time Tom Brady's been in the league, he's had an excellent secondary. Stephon Gilmore won Defensive Player of the Year last year because of that. Yes, now Tom Brady doesn't have that to back him up. He doesn't have a good run game to back him up. He doesn't have a good offensive line to back him up like he's had. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to do much. They're going to probably be a playoff with a new format, a playoff team with a new format, but I don't think they're going to be much better than they even were last year either. Yeah. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll talk about the Dolphins first, uh, Riley. I 
I think the Dolphins have a lot of potential. I think they have a lot of hype, especially, you know, they have their franchise quarterback in Tua. But at the same time, you don't know what type of Tua you're getting. You don't know if he's healthy. You don't, he, obviously, he's going to say he's healthy because he wants to get, he wants to play in the NFL. He's excited. He gets to play for a team. So he's going to say he's healthy. So if you get a healthy Tua, I think your, your franchise is going to change completely. But I think having a big splash player like that really helped sell tickets in Miami. I think that really helped, but I don't think that's going to help the team overall. I mean, they still, I mean, they have Devonte Parker, they have Gusecki that they, they have, they have good weapons, but there's nothing that's really taking the top off that offense. And they got, they got Byron Jones at cornerback. I think he, I think they have a really good underrated defense now for all the moves they made in the off season. I just don't think it's enough to push them to playoffs. I think they're rebuilding and I think they have, a lot of key players that will help them build into a better team. I think year two for Tua and the team that they are building, I think they'll be in playoffs again. And talking about the Bills, I mean, like Riley said, I think oh, they are very – Just to stop you, you think that the Dolphins will make playoffs over the Bills and Patriots? Yes. Wow. Yeah, you I got Stidham. You, you, got, you got Stidham, and I think, like I said, I think the Bills are overhyped. I think Josh Allen, like we saw him playing against the Texans, that dude crumbled. That dude, that dude was getting tackled, and he threw the ball 30 yards back, and the coach was like, what are you doing? And he just – he looked lost on the field. He didn't know what he was doing. And uh, granted, he did good with the weapons he had. John Brown is not a number one wide receiver, but he, he has the speed – and Josh Allen has the arm. But now they have Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs, I think, is a very underrated receiver. And I think he wasn't appreciated in uh, Minneapolis uh, for the Vikings. Yeah, for Minnesota. I don't think he was appreciated there. That's why he's on the Bills. I think he's going to do well there. I think he will have a 1,000-yard season, but I don't think he's going to do anything special for that team. I think they're going to play up to maybe making playoffs. But I think I think I've heard a lot of reports about Stidham, and I've heard that he already is making good connections with his wide receivers. As of right now, I think Bills and Patriots are going to fight for it. But I think I don't think Josh Allen has been in playoffs enough to have just a good state of mind. I think he crumbles under pressure. But going on to question two, which quarterback will succeed in their new situation? Love or hurts? Riley, you start. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Jordan Love. Um, I'm not a big fan of Jordan Love, but Jordan Love has an easier path to success and a quicker path to success than Jalen Hurts does. Jordan Love, obviously taken by the Packers. It was a strange move, but uh, Aaron Rodgers is getting on the wrong side of 35, and he probably won't be playing too much longer. I know he wants to say – he says he wants to play into his 40s, but I, I don't see that happening, not in Green Bay at least. And Jordan Love probably – will be able to succeed him at least in the next year or two. I think Aaron Rodgers should demand a trade next year. I think he'll wait a year, but I think he should demand a trade next year. Mm -hmm. Go somewhere else to finish off his career. Go somewhere else where he is appreciated, because obviously he's not appreciated. And we'll talk more about um, why he's not appreciated and what they did in the draft. Uh, not for him, at least. Um, Jalen Hurts, I think, is one of the most underrated quarterbacks, not only in the draft, but in all of college football the last three or four years. He, no one, no other quarterback can say they have two national championships of any of these other quarterbacks coming out. He won two <laughs> national championships at Alabama. I know one, he was the backup, but he did win the SEC championship game he had to step against up. Georgia. And so I think 
Jalen Hurts is a winner, but he doesn't have a quick path to success right now. He's behind Carson Wentz, a young quarterback who they just paid. Um, I think Jalen Hurts will probably be more of a Taysom Hill kind of role, basically kind of a gadget guy you can place around the field. We know OU knows the Philly special, so if they want to you know, incorporate that, Jalen Hurts is just fine for that. He can come in and play as a running back, you know, somebody you can toss to and do a couple trick plays, but he doesn't really have the path to success that Jordan Love has right now. Yeah, so my standpoint on this, um, assessing, you know, late round quarterbacks for me is what did the quarterback do every single year to get better and better and better and better out, out of four years? You only played for four years. So what did they do? So Jalen Hurts, like you said, won two SEC championships at Alabama, the best at the time, the best college football team. To play he, won, he won three SEC championships and two national but, championships. Yeah, but he, he actually won two when he was starting at quarterback. Right. So if that's, that's what I'm talking about more. So you talk about what did they do and how did he transform. When he went to Oklahoma and versus Alabama, they were run heavy. And then he goes to Oklahoma where you have C.D. Lamb, probably the best college football wide receiver, the most complete wide receiver to come out in the last 10 years, in my opinion. So – you go from that program and you evolve as a quarterback. So I hate how love got taken over hurts. I don't think love should have been a first round quarterback. You say Aaron Rodgers as at the end of his career or anything, put Aaron Rodgers on a good team, please put him on a good team and surround him with weapons and see what Aaron Rodgers can do. I think Aaron Rodgers is a top five quarterback, but because he's plays for the green Bay Packers, he might finish top 10. I, 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 I don't think the Green Bay, I don't think the Green Bay draft process is good enough where they should have took a quarterback. I don't think their defense, their defense has so many holes. Their offense has so many holes, and you draft Jordan Love. You draft somebody who can't help you for the next two years. Yeah, yeah. and for me, it was a joke. So for me, it has to be Jalen Hurts. For me, I can, I, I see him being like Dak Prescott. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, two took his spot. Two is a beast. Two is legit. You know, and two would take any other college quarterback spot. And he can't, and he didn't wear it. He had a good attitude. He kept trucking. He moved to Oklahoma. He did good. He excelled. He got drafted. And now he's in an offense that I think fits him the best out of all the quarterbacks who got drafted. I think the Eagles are the number one fit. Everybody says, oh, he's going to play running back. He's going to play wide receiver. No, he's going to play quarterback. When you see, Carson Wentz go down this year, Jalen Hurts will step up. He will step up and he will win that conference for the Eagles. He's a legit quarterback. Just give him some time to develop and he's going to be an issue. He's going to be a huge issue. So my, my votes for uh, Jalen Hurts all the way. Jordan Love has, I don't know, prove me wrong. We won't know for two years. So it really doesn't matter. But all the way, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I think Love is going to succeed in his new situation. I don't think either quarterback is going to play year one unless, like Audie said, I, if Carson Wentz goes down and, you know, Aaron Rodgers has gone down before with a broken collarbone. So either one can play, but the only way they're going to play is if they get injured. But I think since Love – I think next year Love is going to take over the team. Like Riley said, I think – Aaron Rodgers feels like betrayed, you know, he's put his literal body on the line and green Bay is like, Oh, we won't get you any weapons. 
we're just going to get another quarterback and kind of throw you to the wayside, you know, try to get some money for you, try to get some draft picks. And I think, I think Aaron Rodgers is very upset about that, but I think love has a better path to success. I think, you know, he's going to, he has a player that's gone to the Super Bowl, And I think he's going to get that experience that uh, Hertz can't get because Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz is very injury prone. And that's all the Eagles need is another mobile quarterback. That's going to put his body on the lines, get injured again. And I just think that both, both quarterbacks aren't going to play this year, but I think going on to next year, Jordan Love is going to take over his team. I think Hertz has a very long time before he starts, if he even starts for the Eagles at all. I think if anything, he might even just get traded because Carson Wentz is going to, Carson Wentz still has a long career ahead of him. Unless Carson Wentz just completely crumbles. I don't think Hertz is even going to get the chance. So I think, they are building around Jordan Love for him for the future, and they're just going to get rid of Aaron Rodgers, and he's going to be able to learn from what Aaron Rodgers has done to be a more successful quarterback because a lot of rookie quarterbacks usually just get thrown into the system like like Tua, Tua and Joe Burrow. They have to just start from college right to the NFL. They don't get to sit under quarterbacks and be like, hey, like this is what you need to learn about the NFL. It's not the same as college. These quarterbacks are uh, love – gets to learn underneath Rodgers and learn secrets that Burrow won't get to know or uh, Tua won't get to know. So I think, I think Love has, is going to have a very successful career in the NFL. I think Hurts isn't even going to play for the Eagles. I think, if anything, it's only if he gets injured or if Carson Wentz just starts to tank. If he just isn't what he used to be, that's all that's going to happen. I think they're going to get rid of Hurts. I think he's a solid – backup quarterback but I don't think he'll ever play for the Eagles so I'm gonna just disagree right there I don't first off I don't think Tua is gonna touch the field in the le- the first three four games if the Dolphins tank and Fitzpatrick can't you know hammer out some wins I don't think Tua's uh I think Tua would start if if they lose 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 they're gonna throw Tua out there I don't think Tua will start the first the opening game of the season. Um, I think Jalen Hurts. I'm I'm not saying he's going to start, but he's going to play. Um, he's going to be on the field. He's they're going to use him in the offense. I think the new pro style offense is leaning a lot more towards college football. The Saints started it off, you know, they with Tyson Hill, and you just see the diversity that's there with if you have a and then all the running backs the Eagles have. I I just can't see that. Uh, Jalen Hurts not being on the field the offense they have one of the most creative offenses in the NFL Um, they're going to use Jalen Hurts so for me Jalen Hurts is going to be on the field he's not going to start over Carson Wentz Carson Wentz is elite he's good is he going to stay healthy I don't know they got Jalen Rager from TCU he's a burner Deshaun Jackson's back hopefully he stays healthy so, and then Zach Ertz. So you, you got a core around you that's set up for success. You know, the Philly, Philadelphia is one of those teams that could win one game next year and then win the Super Bowl the next year. That's always how they've been. I got, they're going to be a bounce back team this year. Jalen Hurts is going to play. He's ready to play in the NFL. He's a bruiser. He's athletic. That's what they need. So watch out for Jalen Hurts. Um, Tua, like I said, my number one prospect, him or Chase Young, should have been drafted number one overall. I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. 
um, mark my words on that. So it's only a matter of time, though. So I just hope that they don't rush too, uh, too quick. I think he could be a legit prospect in the NFL. So, you know, that's my standpoint on that. But, yeah. Two points. First, um, when Adi said that I, I thought Aaron Rodgers was, you know, washed up. I don't think he's washed up. I just said he's on the wrong side of 35. I think he has been disrespected and should leave soon. And that's what I mean by I think Jordan Love will have a quicker path to success. I think Jalen Hurts will be eventually the better NFL quarterback because, as I said, he's got better intangibles. He's got guts. He's won in, the, in college football. I think he'll win in the NFL as well. Um, obviously, Wentz and Rodgers are both injury prone. We've seen Wentz the last two playoff runs get hurt. Actually, the last three playoff runs actually got hurt. All three of these last playoff runs wasn't able to go. Obviously, didn't play in the Super Bowl. Nick Foles won Super Bowl MVP. Aaron Rodgers has collarbone issues. And once you break your collarbone once, it's going to happen probably again. And it's happened twice to him already. Yep. So having good backup insurance plans is always a good thing. But drafting him in the first round with Jordan Love is a mistake. But Jordan Love will have a quicker path to success. Yeah. Is he ready to play, though? Say Aaron Rodgers goes down. Is Jordan Ru- Love ready to play in the NFL? Jordan Love is probably prepared. prepared. You Jordan put Love him, you put him, my, the, the end to this conversation, you put him where Aaron Rodgers was last year against the 49ers. You put him in that game and he's going to, he's not going to be able to walk away. He's he going to wheel away. Worse than he's going to wheel so. away in his wheelchair. He's going yeah, to do much worse than Rodgers did. <laughs> <laughs> so I, all I'm saying is that's the NFL, and he's not ready. It's too fast for him right now. He could be the next Patrick Mahomes, like people say. Whatever. He could. He could. Whatever. I'm not going to doubt anybody who just got drafted as a rookie. But he's not ready to play in the NFL. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, going off of that – who do you think is going to be in the first round? Who do you think is the biggest bust? I know I got two Raiders fans here. I'm going to go with Henry Ruggs the uh, third from Alabama. Um, I I think he's decent. I don't think he's all that that people have been uh, you know making him out to be. I'm not saying he's going to be the worst player in the first round. I'm saying where the Raiders selected him, I think he'd be the biggest bust in that situation at 13. You had CeeDee Lamb and Jerry Judy on the board, <laughs> both of whom are better to me. I think even Justin Jefferson's better than Henry oh. Ruggs. And you decided to take Henry Ruggs because you want to do something flashy. You're in Vegas. You need somebody to, to fill the seats in Vegas. And so you took Henry Ruggs the third because of the speed. I think speed can kill and it can kill you as well. Um, I'm not saying Henry Ruggs is John Ross, but John Ross a couple years ago was all the hype. He wasn't going to even be a first rounder until people saw the 40 time and he got selected number nine. Mm -hmm. And you see how that's working out. The Bengals didn't even pick up his fifth year option. I think Henry Ruggs has a little more potential than John Ross just because he has a little bit more route running skill than Ross did. But Henry Ruggs also had shoulder issues at Alabama as well, just like John Ross has shoulder issues right now. And you can see that um, you need a quarterback to get you the ball deep. Like you need a Patrick Mahomes. You need a Josh Allen who has the arm. Derek Carr has never proven to have a great arm. Um, getting Henry Ruggs, the, the ball is even going to be an issue, I think. So I think where he was taken at 13, I think he'll be the biggest bust of the first round. Yeah, so before I say my biggest bust um, in the NFL draft this year, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say that I agree with you, Riley, but I just don't get how me being a Raiders fan, how do you pass up on CeeDee Lamb? Like I said earlier in the podcast, CeeDee Lamb for me 
is the best wide receiver talent to come out of the NFL at, in, in front of us, not like Antonio Brown, fifth round, sixth round, Julio Jones, fifth round, sixth round. You don't, you don't, this is a clear cut number one wide receiver who's going to excel in Dallas. He's going to oh. excel wherever he goes. He's going to dominate the outside. He's going to, he's going to be a threat. He's going to change the offense. Judy's better, change. but go ahead. He's, he's going to, what'd you say? Judy's better, but go ahead. Okay. Yeah. And that, that was my other point. That was my other point is Judy might've been the safest pick for a wide receiver in the NFL draft this year. Just the safest wide receiver, just like Joe Burrow was probably the safest pick. Nobody's going to give you crap. Nobody's going to give the, the GM crap about anything. So it's, it's he, Jerry Judy was the safest pick. He's going to excel in Denver. I think CeeDee Lamb's going to excel in Dallas. But Henry Ruggs, for me, being a Raider fan, is the biggest boomer bust pick in the NFL draft. He could be the next Tyreek Hill. He could be better than Tyreek Hill. He could excel in the Raiders' offense if they learn how to give him the ball, how to use him, how Derek Carr and his connection are. They have, they have, you know, they have Tyrell Williams, they have Darren Waller, and then they have Henry Ruggs right now. So Henry Ruggs hopefully is going to play the slot. That's what he played in college. Owns the college touchdown record at Bama for a wide receiver. That's big time. But I just don't get how the Raiders pass up, in my opinion, on C.D. Lamb. So anyways, but so the biggest bust for me, Joe Burrow, right mm. off the bat. Tua, number one pick for me, hands down, best quarterback in the draft. Burrow was just a safe pick. He's first off, he played two college seasons in, a, uh, in, the, in college, obviously. And then he transferred from Ohio behind JT Barrett. You don't see Trevor Lawrence doing that. You see him starting as a true freshman. freshman. The next generation of quarterbacks is insane. You see, you see Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, um, Trevor Lawrence. You already know he's going to be tank. Everybody's already saying tank for Trevor Lawrence. Like, it's crazy. He's legit. Way better than Joe Burrow. He, Joe Burrow played on the best college team to ever step field. Uh, step foot on a field so from that perspective I got no respect for it he played that the offensive line got award for the best offensive line this year coming from you know SEC play where they're all big boys offensive line dominates and you play for the the best off line he held the ball longer than any college quarterback last year in the pocket so you're going from the best team in college football to arguably one of the worst teams in the NFL. How do you think he's going to su succeed? No arm strength. He big-bodied people all day long. He ran over little guys all day long. He was trucking line uh, linebackers, 230-pound linebackers. He's a big boy. Of course he's going to do that. He was moving them out of the way. The offensive line was making way. Running backs are legit. Wide receivers legit. The only hole for LSU was their defense for a little part of the year. They got it together as time went on. Um, for me, the quarterback I compare him to, and I might be giving him too much respect, is Alex Smith. He is the same exact thing as Alex Smith. He's not the new wave in the new generation of quarterbacks for me at all. He can't be. You know, he, he's not going to make it in the NFL. Maybe, maybe in a different system, maybe on the Patriots, maybe on a different team, but Bengals are expecting them. Here you go, Joe Burrow. 
here's all the weight, win some games, win four games. You know, everybody's, oh, if you, if you win six, seven games, it's not a bust. That is a bust. If you don't win games, you're a bust, man. So that's all I'm saying. And the AFC North is going to eat him alive. He's, he's done, man. Joe Burrow is set up for failure. And he was not placed on a good team. Um, and that, for me, is the biggest bust in the NFL draft. Do you think if Joe Burrow was placed on a team like the Patriots, do you think he would succeed? Yes, 100%. So you think it's a team thing, but not a actual. I think, I so think it's a, I think, I think, think with if you're going to say, if you're going to say the Patriots with Bill Belichick, I think anybody could succeed under him. Anyone. So that's, that's, that's out of. What the about picture. a team like the Cardinals that has, no. you know. No, no way especially with their offense and Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is going to be – He's got DeAndre Hopkins. I don't care. Kyler Murray is going to be one of the funnest quarterbacks to watch this year. He's changing he's, – that's what I'm saying, the new wave of quarterbacks, the Kyler Murrays, the Josh Allens, the Lamar Jackson, the Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow doesn't fit in. The, even Dak Prescott, he doesn't fit into the new wave of quarterbacks. So I'm sorry, maybe 10 years ago he would have been good. 15 <laughs> years ago he would have been good when Joe Flacco was legit or Eli Manning, but not this year, he's not going to win. Before going on that, as being a Raiders fan, I think, you know, we could have gone a skill player like CD, but I mean, looking at the draft last year in 2018, the Raiders had one of the best drafts in the NFL and they had a lot of questionable picks. You know, they had Cleland Farrell that they got at number four, you know, and people were like, what the heck, what's going on? Obviously he hasn't, lived up to the hype but at the same time he has such a high ceiling and he's just proved to this offseason that he's working hard and I think he's gonna break out second year in and also they had a guy that they got in the fifth round by the name of Max Crosby that was a runner-up for being defensive player of the year against our rookie a defensive rookie it. against a year and he was going against yeah, Mimosa, a guy that was picked in the first round against a no-namer so I mean these Super it's not like we went in to, it's not like the Raiders just went in and they went blind and they were like, they threw a dart against the board and they were like, all right, rugs. You know, they saw something that most of us don't see. You know, Mike Mayock, before he was a GM, he was looking at scouts. That's what he would do. That was his religion. He would just look at scouts and then just rank them. And he had Alvin Kamara, one of that no one like thought of. He had him like in high appraisal, no one even knew who Alvin Kamara was. And he was like, Alvin Kamara is going to be legit. He's had a lot of players that were sleepers that have proven themselves in the NFL. So I think, you know, I think Henry Ruggs is a very sketchy pick, but at the same time, they did their research. They weren't just like, ah, he's fast. I like fast. They, they think he has more to offer than just speed. But besides that, I'll, I'll tell you my bust. I think Tua is going to be a bust. And this is a reason why I don't, I think Tua is a very talented player. I think he has the moves like Jagger. I think he has a cannon. I think he is just, he is very talented, but that hip injury is just killer, man. And the thing is, if it is not healed by the time he plays a game and he steps in the wrong way, he gets sacked because, you know, the Dolphins let up a lot of sacks the thing is, is if he gets sacked and his hip is injured again, he might not come back from it. And so you just wasted your 
your first round pick third in you wasted it on a guy that won't even play for you the guy that he makes me think of is Bo Jackson Bo Jackson had had the same hip injury and he couldn't play football afterwards and you know of course of course two is going to say I'm healthy he's going to say it because he wants to play in the NFL but at the same time you're putting a lot of trust in a guy who didn't play for a lot of the college season because of this hip injury so you're putting a lot of your eggs into one basket into one guy who may potentially get injured again and never play football again. I think he is one of the riskiest quarterbacks to get. Uh, he is a very flashy player. He showed that he can change a franchise, but I think the only thing that's going to hold him back is that injury that he got. Is I, I just think he's going to get injured, and I think he's going to – it's going to end his career in football. I think he's going to be one of those guys like Andrew Luck that's going to retire early. And I, I think that, uh, like, with Joe Burrow, I just, like, you know, you say that if you don't win games, you're a bust. But the thing is, is Joe, like, the Bengals do not have a lot of weapons on the outside. They have A.J. Green, which he's, he's getting old. They have Tyler Boyd. He's pretty good. And they, they have Joe Mixon. And, and the thing is, is Joe Burrow – he just he like Audie said he's getting thrown to the wolves, but I think he's more of a of a foundational player. I think he he he's not gonna give you a playoff in the first year, but I think year two, year three, when you can actually help actually build around the Bengals, they can, they're gonna start building up to playoffs. I don't think the Bengals even expect to make playoffs this year. Obviously, every team thinks they're gonna make playoffs because they don't want to just go into the season saying we're gonna lose. But at the same time, I don't think a lot of people have the Bengals going to playoffs. And I don't think that makes Burrow a bust. I think they look at Burrow and they see that he looks down the field as if he's already a veteran quarterback, quarterback and he is a leader. You, like, you see him, like you've seen the videos of him walking with his swagger and his teammates just crowd around him as if he's a god. They, they just crowd around and like – they, they look to him, and if he says jump off this bridge, his teammates are going to jump off this bridge because they trust him that much. And I think that's what Joe Burrow brings to the locker room. Is I, I mean, you look at Andy Dalton's pregame speeches. He wasn't hyping anyone up. He was like, let's play to have fun. Like, <laughs> that's not – no. And Joe Burrow's like, no, nah, I want to win these games, and I want to I stomp these guys out. I want to change the Bengals organization. But I think – I just don't think he can do it first year, and I don't think that would make him a bust. I think in the future, Joe Burrow is going to be one of the most successful quarterbacks. And with obviously with Henry Ruggs, oh, I really – I mean, I was watching the draft with Audie, and the, the pick came in. We're like, dang, we got Ruggs, we got CeeDee Lamb, and we got Judy – or uh, yeah, Judy. And we were like waiting, 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 and there's a Henry Ruggs, and me and my brother looked at each other like, what you have a playmaker like CD that killed it at the combine and in college. And you pick a guy that just has a lot of speed, but at the same time, we only see him on the big screen. We don't see what kind of practice CD or rugs or Judy's putting in with like the, there, there's things that coaches see that we don't. So I think that with every pick that comes with any team that, they have people, not only the coaches, but they have people that look into these picks and say, this is our best option for the team that we have. And knowing John Gruden, John Gruden loves offense. I mean, you, he makes up the weirdest plays like spider Y2 banana. 
he has this crazy plays that he can that he like revolves around certain players like I think that that offense is going to revolve around rugs I think that that John Gruden is going to draw up a whole playbook just for rugs I think he's going to be used in so many situations that I think rugs has potential to be just a this as feared as Tyree Kill is. So next question, <laughs> where will Jadavian Clowney end up? Riley, we'll start with you. It's a tough thing just because Jadavian Clowney, I don't really know what Jadavian Clowney wants. One thing, one time he'll say, I'm going, I want to go to a winner. The next day he's saying, well, the money's not high enough. Mm-hmm. You, it's a, it's a hard thing to get both of them, but the Indianapolis Colts have $24 million in cap space. Um, it seems like a logical destination. They're in need of a pass rusher. Javen Clowney is obviously the best pass pressure left on the market. Justin Houston's on the Colts. He's on the wrong side of 30. Kamiko Ture and uh, Bobby Okariki are both unproven players. Um, Indianapolis is in win-now mode. They gave Phillip Rivers a one-year deal, so that's kind of, uh, you know, all eggs in one basket. So getting Jadavian Clowney on a good deal would be really big for Indianapolis. I think Clowney would be wise to make that. I think there's two mm-hmm. other destinations where he could make more money. But if you want to make a fair amount of money and have a good winning situation, Indianapolis seems like the logical place. So do you think he's chasing after that check or do you think he's chasing after that ring? I think he's chasing after the check. I don't mm. I mean, I think he's chasing after the check. stupid if you don't think that. Yeah. Everybody wants money. But so. if he wants to go to a place where you can get both, I think Indianapolis is a fair choice. Yeah. So for me, yeah, the Colts were up there. Um, I have them at 23. Mill Riley, you, you said 24. But uh, yeah, it's like my, my number one spot for them to land is the Browns. Um, they have the most cap space right now in the NFL. He's going to get paid. Does he deserve to get paid? No. no. He doesn't. Um, I think that he's had a good, he's had a good NFL career. Um, it was the one hit. I forget who they were playing, like Michigan or something. He lit up the running back. That blew up the draft stock. That blew up. When he was at South Carolina, yeah. Yeah, that was – oh, that's all they showed is that hit. It was a big-time hit. So, you know, he hasn't lived up to the hype of where he got drafted. I think he's had a solid career. I think he would change each one of those defenses on the line either way. Um, he's a game-changer. He has a switch. He turns it on and off throughout the games um, where he just goes beast mode or he doesn't do anything the whole game. So it depends. Uh, he needs to be part of a winning culture. If he's not a part of that, he's just going to be another guy um, on the defensive line. But he needs to be in a place where they're going to win. I think Browns have a lot of talent. I think that they're a few players away from putting, a, putting everything together. I think the Colts, they're a playoff team, um, especially signing Phillip Rivers. So, you know, either one of those teams for me is going to be a win. It's going to be a win-win. Um, he's going to get paid. He's about the money. Every NFL player is about the money. You name somebody who isn't about the money, and they can give me some of their paycheck or something. <laughs> they can donate to our podcast, whatever. But everybody <laughs> is about the money. They're going to chase the check, and whoever pays them most, he's going to go, even if they're a losing team. Winning team, he's going to go there. But mine, Brown and Colts. All right. Well, I have mine. Yeah, I have him going to the Redskins because the Redskins have the second most cap space left. They have 30, 35 and a half million dollars left. And they, I mean, they, they, uh, the Redskins just got a new head coach, Ron Rivera. 
And Ron Rivera is a defense guy. And, I mean, he just got Chase Young. And he just now, he, can, he has a chance to get another guy on the other side of Chase Young. He could get Jadavian Clowney. The only thing that's wrong with that is, like Audie said, you don't know. Jadavian Clowney could show up and get interceptions on the line and just go crazy. Or he could just be another one of the defensive guys that just doesn't really push people around, gets pushed around. You don't really know who you're going to get. And I think Jadavian Clowney, I think he's chasing that money. I think more. I think he wants money more than he wants a championship. I think he's just trying to get stacks on stacks rather than a ring. Obviously, everyone wants a ring, but I think he prefers cash over ring any day. But, I mean, it flip-flops all the time. I mean, he went to the Seahawks. He's like, yeah, I want to I be on a playoff team. But a lot of playoff teams will have a lot of cap space because they have a lot of good players that they're signing. So you either have to take less money and have a chance at getting a ring or you take more money and think, well, we're probably not going to win that many games. We're probably not even going to go to playoffs this year, but we're building. That's what matters. And I think that having Chase Young and Jadavion Klein will really help that Redskins defense step up to be a notorious defense. So I think his main landing spot should be the Redskins, especially with a head coach that loves defense as much as Ron Rivera. I think I think something that we're not talking about a lot is that Jadavian Clowney is a pretty selfish player. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't like being in situations where he has to share, you know, sacks with other players. He likes to be the dominant guy. In Houston, J.J. Watt was alongside him. He didn't very much like that. They didn't want to pay him the money. He left. In Seattle, they didn't have enough money to keep him. They had young pass rushers. He left. I don't think he was going to go to places like Washington or Cleveland because of that same situation. Cleveland Browns have Miles Garrett another number one overall pick who is good. Maybe we don't know yet. I mean, he, he, the, in the suspension was lifted. He will play next year. Um, I don't think he likes to share time. And so I think going to a place like Cleveland, yep, they have a lot of cap space, but they should probably use it somewhere else. Uh, Jadavian Clowney's not going to want to play alongside a guy like Miles Garrett, who's arguably more talented and Washington. Same thing with Chase Young, arguably more talented as Chase Young. You don't want to go to a place where you're going to have to share sacks. At least he doesn't. And going to a place like Indianapolis, he'll be the number one guy. He'll be the dominant guy on the line. He'll get the money he's looking for. I don't think he's worth all the money he's asking for. He's definitely not. But he's def- he definitely worth somewhere around 18 to $20 million. Indy's got, he's, Indy's got that. So. He's going to get paid what he wants, though. Yeah, sure. exactly. He'll I mean, end up, yeah. If he's really all about the check, then go to Washington and lose 12 games. That's fine. Go to Cleveland and share time with Miles Garrett and probably win some games. Yeah. But I like the Cleveland idea. I think it makes a lot of sense, Cleveland as well. But I think Indianapolis is the best choice. All right. Moving on to the next question. Some of the most most important questions asked in America. For the rest of your life, you can only eat at one sit-down restaurant and fast food place. What are you choosing and why? Riley? Before before we go, fast food, we're going to define that you have to leave a check or a tip. You're going to leave a tip. Wait, fast food? You but have the sit to? Down. No, the no, sit I, down. Meant, I meant sit down. Sit, sit down. down. You got to leave. place where you'd leave a tip. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you gotcha. leave a tip. Okay. And then we'll define fast food as and then you're not leaving a tip for Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. All right. For me, the, the fast food's pretty easy for me. I love chicken. I Chick-fil-A. I, I couldn't live without <laughs> Chick-fil-A, honestly. I have it on my campus, but I couldn't Answer live without us. it. Um, I know there's not a lot of like variety, but I would love, to, I wouldn't live without Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. So that was an easy choice for me. Um, the sit-down place is a little harder. I think 
I think BJ is what I would choose for my sit down. Mm. A lot of good variety, pizza, you know, soup, uh, burgers, steak. You can get anything you want there. Great service. I think I'd go BJ's. Um, those are those are pretty solid. So for me, um, fast food, I'd have to go Rubio's. Rubio's is my spot. Um, <laughs> they're uh, they're always fresh, always good. You know, so that that would definitely be my fast food. And sit down. Um, I would have said BJ's. That's that's a solid uh, a solid one. I'm, I might have to go like Buffalo Wild Wings or something. Mm-hmm. Switch it up. Have some have some wings. Um, I think I think that might be my place for. Oh, actually, nah. Cheesecake Factory. Ooh, Cheesecake dude. Factory. Cheesecake Sheesh. on deck. Hey, they have one of my favorite dishes there. It's called like that avocado burrito fire fire so and your fast food was rubio rubio's you said yes sir okay um i would definitely have to say my sit down would be red robins you can never go wrong with their steak fries and unlimited fries i just chow down on that i'll eat like a pound of fries (laughs) (laughs) and then i would have to say for my fast food ah man i'm a huge huge panda guy i love panda express Bro. I could, I could literally, oh man, when I Four go choice. back to campus at college, I mean, I, I live literally probably like 15 paces of my building right next to a Panda Express. So that's like the first thing I get for like lunch or dinner. Cause I'll get their orange chicken, their broccoli beef, white rice, chow mein, you name it. I'll have it except for fish. I I don't like fish, but yeah, like they they serve some of the best Chinese food that like you can get really quickly. I don't know about that, but I don't know about that either. <laughs> I don't know. I I that's just my place. Thanks for tuning in for our first episode or check direct. This is Audie, Riley, Gabe. Tune in for our next episode.